Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Toffee Blues podcast. Today I'm joined by Terry and Owen uh, and in this episode you can expect the extra time from the uh, Everton's loss to Leeds United. Uh, we've also got the preview for this week's game and uh, we've also of course got the uh, end of the quiz show which is going to be me taking on Owen in this one. I'm going to be trying to pull back my me reputation as an Evertonian after going out so embarrassingly to Terry last week. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, hope you all enjoy it. Let's get into it. My name is Thomas, back with another extra time on the channel today. I feel like me and James seem to just switch between he gets the wins and I get the losses, sadly. But today I am joined by Terry, Owen and Stephen joining us once again. Uh, we're going to try and dissect our loss against Leeds. Um, to be honest, I wasn't too surprised at the results. We knew what they were going to come with. We knew they were going to come with a lot of energy. Yeah, we could have played a lot better. However, here we are now after a 1-0 loss at home. Uh, Stephen, I'll come to you first. What were your general thoughts about the game? Uh, it could have gone either way, really. I think uh, we, we had a lot of chances. They had a lot of chances. Um, I was speaking to the Leeds lads yesterday, and they thought they fully deserved to win, which you can't really argue with. I think uh, we just had a couple of chances and didn't take them. And that's what you've got to do if you want to, want to win Premier League games. And we, uh, we just didn't do it. So, pretty disappointed, to be honest. Uh, me and Terry were previewing it, talk, talking about how uneasy we felt about it. And we got exactly what, uh, what, we, what you know, a good Leeds team coming to us just sort of dominated us for most of it, I think. Yeah, and coming to Goodison Park, obviously Rafinha looked for his first Premier League goal. I thought he played brilliantly all day. But of course, we knew what we were expecting with Leeds. Very high energy side who, I mean, we've always struggled with. We struggled against Ralph Hasselhoff of Southampton, obviously very high, high pressing, uh, aggressive side. Leeds... Very much similar shots everywhere. It's a very open game. Terry, what did you make of it? As expected, as uh, Stephen said, it's, it, it's what I thought would happen before the game is they play that sort of frenetic, high energy, you know, pick up the loose balls, pick up the misplaced passes, football, and we were going to struggle. Now, on the strength of the whole game, obviously, Leeds were the better team, but it was. It was it was fine margins, I think, at the end of the day. I think Everton when, you know, in the first half we were overran a lot in midfield. Like, you know, the, the back three were very exposed because we only had the, the two in the middle and I don't think they could live with the energy of Leeds as midfield. Um but I'm just what can you say? That Rafina ran us ragged in the first half. But in the second half, I think we came into the game a little bit more. I don't think we were as we were as as you know, out of it as, as some of the commentary was suggesting, like, you know, Jamie Carragher, uh, Martin Tyler acting like, you know, we were clinging on for dear life. We had the ball in the net a few times, you know, I think very harshly done by with that um, unreal um, James Rodriguez goal. But it's, I mean, I say this all the time, like at nearly every defeat this season, I've said the same phrases. We don't know anything now that we didn't know already. We've got 10 passable players we've got 10 players in this squad and the rest is just crap 
Like we, that bench was like a masters football team for the start. There's, there's thing, you know, there's things you could say, you know, why didn't he play? You know, why didn't Ancelotti play um, Niels and Kunku left back? I think um, that may have, you know, made a little bit of a difference because I think we was, you know, limited in our width because it will be kept having to come inside naturally because he's right footed, taking it in his instep. He always came inside the, to the inside the pitch, but that selection that 11 spoke to the lack of depth we've got if when both of your fullbacks are injured and your two replacement fullbacks aren't even on I don't even was Kenny on the bench I don't even think he was was he the, no, both, both second choice fullbacks weren't even on the bench that speaks to a lack of quality in that position and we're, we're, we're then you know as we've done with the other defeats we, we can't we're you know putting square pegs in round holes. We can't accommodate losing even one or two players of the first team, and even then the first team's only ten players because that third midfield position's up for grabs for anyone. But when you've got Delph, you've got Sigurdsson, you've got Gomez, you've got you know players like that who are just frankly not good enough to come in. Then what are you going to do? You know, you, you, the manager I don't think is beyond reproach. Of course he isn't, but. He's not a miracle worker. He's, you know, he, if the players aren't good enough, they want to outside of the, you know, the very top surface level of player. If underneath that's just terrible, then what's he meant to do? I just don't yeah. think we can. We can can't accommodate losing any players at all. And I know every team's going to get injuries, but they, it's going to sh- it's showing in our results. You look at the games we've lost. Luca Dean's missed some. Richarlison's missed some. Um, Coleman's missed some. Doesn't take many. You can't. We we can maybe lose one player out of your, your first team and, and and get by. But and even then, it depends on the player. But certainly the big four players that Luca Dean, Richarlison, um, Calvert Lewin, and James Rodriguez. Any of those four get an injury, and one of them has now for a couple of months, three months. Then there's a massive drop off, and it affects the rest of the team. They can't. They can't accommodate it. They can't get by without those key players in the team because there's no depth whatsoever. Yeah, and obviously it's disappointing to lose again, but of course, as a against a side like Leeds, very high pressure, live halfway up the pitch, you're always going to get chances. And Owen, was it you? I think I saw tweeting about how we, we had chances to win it. There are a lot of people talking about how it was kind of just a one-sided game, but it absolutely, absolutely wasn't that we had the ball in the net. You know, we had other chances. What, what did you make of the game? For me, it's a game that, I feel like we've had a bad run, but I, I wouldn't take that game and think Everton played badly or that somehow the tactics were wrong. That's, that's a load of nonsense to me because I feel like we did get caught in key areas, but that was due to the personnel in them areas. I thought the shape of the team was good and I thought we created chances. My big issue with that game was I felt like we were playing a team that wasn't really there. We were, we were I put out we were playing we were playing the aura around Leeds and what the media want you to think they are, rather than what actually was there was a team that's just come up from the championship. To be fair, they played really well, but I can't help but think that we let them play really well. We we would we just let them pass the ball, we let them go we just let them get chances after chance after chance. We sat a bit too deep, we didn't press them very well. It 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 just to me was even though I felt like Ancelotti Apart from the wing-back areas, I don't think you could complain about anything else we did. I just felt that we got chances. It was Everything was rushed. Our passing was terrible. And 
I think there was a ten the first ten minutes, I don't think we found a blue shirt. It was that bad. Um we grew into the game, we got chances, couple disallowed, no complaints. Why Ben Goffrey's moving his head towards the ball, no idea, but I still think it would have been disallowed, obviously, from what we've seen in the past. Calvin Phillips run the show. I feel I feel like Alan played well for us, but I feel like with just Alan and the core eight, a high-energy Leeds team can easily cope with that. I feel like we needed another body in there. And Hammers, I've said that many times, he's a luxury player, and I think if you're going to put him within the framework of the team, it, everything else gets undermined because he's someone who you find moments for you rather than someone who obviously sticks to a position. You, you see him on the left, on the right, through the middle. He's got a free role, essentially. That's why I think Carlo played him behind Calvert-Lewin and um, Dom, but it was, we got overrun at times there. I think it's just a worrying sign at the moment that we just can't keep a clean sheet to save our lives. And For me now, I feel we've really got to stick to a system that, that helps us keep clean sheets and helps us just do everything right at the same time because I don't feel like I think we're inconsistent between games and I think we're inconsistent in games too I thought there was times where we looked a half decent team against Leeds and we had chances there was other times where we were just so passive and made it so easy for them I don't know where we go from here we've got Burnley next week who are you know, the antithesis of Leeds who do the complete opposite but if they score the first goal in that game, you might as well blow up and just go back into the changing room because we're not going to break them down if they score the first goal, in my opinion. If we get the first goal, I feel like we'll win comfortably. But on Saturday, I didn't think it was a terrible performance, but I'm really disappointed with how we approached Leeds to beat Man City or Liverpool when they just they played well, but they're just Leeds. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Alan there as well. I agreed. I think he had a very good game. We we kind of got a glimpse of that marauding run he had forwards. But uh, Stephen, would you agree that players like him and Decoria are crying out for a kind of a player to sit in the base? Because Alan, he obviously wasn't signed as the number six, but obviously Kabamin's injury was extended longer. He's probably going to become that player if he gets back to fitness uh, to sit in that kind of deeper role. Um, first of all, we were impressed with Alan, Stephen. Then second of all, are him and Alan, uh, him and Decoria absolutely crying out for that? Defend, defensive midfielder like Phillips played uh, for Leeds who's going to allow the rest of the midfielders you know um, that licence to roam which Allen and uh, Decorah clearly desperately want to Yeah I think I think that's it that's it really you can see that there's a really good player in Allen he showed it the other night how, how good he was uh, he was my man of the match along with Pickford I think a lot of people will say he was man of the match as well certainly on for, you know, for Everton um, I think yeah for him and Decorah they are crying out for a good set of players around them um, that that's dragging them down at the moment, and uh, obviously, you know when there's bad performances, you just you can't just put it down to that. But I do certainly think they are, um, they are being you know pulled down by the rest of the team at the minute. Yeah, and then Terry, do you, do you agree with that? Do, do, do we kind of need Gabamin back? That might have, that might improve the clean sheets. We don't know. Obviously, having that extra defensive presence, which. Alan, as much as he, he's a brilliant tackle of the ball, he does love to kind of run from his position sometimes. Um, do you agree that Gabamin needs to come back hopefully soon? Yeah, I've, I've said that for weeks, to be honest. That when we mm. were playing 4-3-3, that the third midfield position, if, if this is going to work, especially, as Owen said, with, with a luxury player like Amez, you need to have a very, you know, very high work rate midfield, centre midfield three. It's, um, it's what Liverpool do, it's what Man City do. 
need to have the midfielders cover all the your pitch. We did it. We did it with um, well, we did it with two at the time, but it was Barry and McCarthy, and then latterly, you know, just a gay came into it and, and what have you. But you look at the the options we've got now. It speaks to what I said before about the the lack of depth in the squads. If we're waiting on Gibbaman to come back, then that shows that our, mid, our options outside of him are just terrible. You've got the two midfielders who you know pick themselves and have done well this season, and then who've you got after that? Delph, it's crap. Davies done all right the last two games, but big picture wise, he's not good enough. Sigurdsson, forget it. Gomez. Not even. I don't know. What, you know, has he got a twin? Because he's not the player we we signed on loan who who bossed Liverpool's midfield in that Pickford derby because he was absolutely unreal at times. But he's just fell off the face of the earth now. I I don't. I understand why they've got to three at the back because that's how much we lack depth in. I know I'm repeating myself, but we lack depth that much that at one or two injuries we completely change the system of the team to try and accommodate it because there's no like for like replacements that if they feel are good enough but if Gabaman can come back in and we end up with Alan uh, Decore and Gabaman that might it might help it, all, it might help all different parts of the pitch it might help the fullbacks because they can afford to go forward more and we might be able to play some of the, you know, Kunku, for example, because he's got a little bit more cover if he goes gets caught up the pitch. It'll help, well, ideally, it'll help the centre-backs because we've got on paper good centre-backs, but they're shipping goals. So now you look at, well, there's five of them if you conclude Brantwaite. If you look at the centre-backs, you could pick any any combination of them and just, and I don't think you could, you know, rule out any of them. You, you know, at one point you could have said, well, Keane's nailed on, but I think he's dropped off a little bit. I, I I don't know what what the what the solution is. It may, maybe it's go back to back four because the back three didn't wear. I, I, I've got to be honest. I thought that back three would be better. I mean, it's only one game, but I thought it would do better than it did. It, you know, it defended resolutely and got away with it a few times. You know, clearances off the line. But I thought Godfrey and Holgate would be better on the ball. But Holgate was terrible on the ball. Like he gave it away a couple of times. And I don't know whether it's the case of going back to basics, you know, pure in Burnley style and just having a, a back four and just settling on it. Maybe, you know, put Holgate, I mean, prefer Holgate at right back to Godfrey, but put one of them right back until Coleman's back and then put in Kunku there. But even if you play one, like Delph until Gabamon's back or someone, like just someone who will give that little bit of extra shield. It might not look pretty in when you see the lineup come out, but it, it'll it'll run smoother as a team because at the minute we're not satisfying anything the defence has got five defenders in it but it's not you know it's still conceding goals and the midfield is better than it was but it's still missing that you know it's still getting overrun in certain games against certain types of opposition so it's just about basically coming through this bad spell we've had a good spell at the start and now we've hit a bad spell and it's just about finding solutions to it and frankly I think we will I'm not getting bent out of shape over it it's 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 a good good spell and a bad spell, and now we're going to go into December, and there's all you know, it's just games coming quickly now where you can turn things around, and we've got a good manager. I don't care what anyone says, we've got a good manager, and I think he'll see us soon. The one thing I I, I picked up on there is the free the back thing. At the moment, the free the back formation is well and truly in the mud. Sheffield United are bottom of the league playing and aren't doing very well. Wolves have changed it. I don't. I can't think of anyone else in the Premier League who regularly plays it anymore. It's, it's a formation that just invites teams onto you without 
without trace. It's, it's, I don't like it, especially with wing backs of Davis and Awobi. I don't like it. Play a left foot, a left back, and a right foot, a right back, and I'll be fine. Even if it's Delft there, I could live with that because he's left foot, and it, it, it's a bit. It wouldn't look the best, but he'll do a job. He's played there and won the league with Man City through playing on left back. Right back, if it's right wing back, play a Wobie. If it's right back, throw Holgate or Godfrey over there. It's a simple solution that we've got to find quickly to get this defence sorted because it's ridiculous how bad our defence is at the moment. Just, I think it was four on here, we could just play in a, a front four for any team and we'll score, we'll get chances because it's just so ridiculous the errors we're making at the moment. And Surprisingly, it was Pickford the one who was bailing us out on um, on Saturday because the rest of them were having them there, especially Michael Keane. If we're going to play back three, don't play Michael Keane in a back three. He, he's used to playing in back fours, they're flat, whatever. But just just find a, a four at the back formation and stick to it and just grind results out because we've got a tough month coming up, including Burnley and Sheffield United who are fine for points. Got other games in there against top six teams, or Arsenal who's supposed to be a top six team. They might just stay up as Roy Keane said, but the apart from that, it's going to be a tough month. So we need to find a solution quickly. Yeah, it's definitely been a tricky spell, but I don't want to dwell on the negatives too much because I think there's definitely two significant man of the match contenders. Um, and I'll, I'll come to you first, Stephen. Who, who would you claim was your man of the match for us anyway? We'll forget about Rafinha on the other side. Just for that. <laughs> No, I've probably just got to be Pickford, hasn't it, really? And that's the biggest surprise of them all. I think Everton playing, Everton losing wasn't even the biggest surprise anymore, which is, which mm. is bad. Um, no, Pickford made a couple of really good saves. He made the one from Rafinha, who's like a looping header. Uh, the one from Bamford as well. I've probably got a couple more I'm forgetting about. But, um, yeah, I've got to give it, I've got to say Pickford. But just going back to what, what Terry said there, I completely agree with Terry. Talking about the the, the, the three, um, we don't have the personnel to play three, to play you know three centre backs and two wing backs at the moment. Um, I think going back to basics and going with a four, playing Delphin is natural position. Uh, it it like we said before, Tom, it may give uh, Allen and Zakore a bit 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 more freedom if we were to just go for that you know flat four. Um, and, you know, as you know, Mason Holgate's not been fantastic either after coming back from injury. Um, I fully expected him to be first choice, and now he's coming back, he's he's not really showing it. Um, I think once he's back to full fitness, once we, obviously it will it will get better once we get our players back. But the fact that one player gets injured and the whole thing goes down the drains just a bit disheartening, really, and uh, it shows on on. On Saturday, if you're going to play a team like that, you're not, you're not going to win. And, you know, you're playing, like Owen said, a right foot as Alex Awobi at left back. It's just a bit confusing, to be honest. Yeah. People might be surprised by this due to the profile of the defenders, but statistically, our best two centre-backs in a partnership is Michael Keane and Yerry Mina. I, I don't, wouldn't think that, but when we were playing them both, we were defending a bit deeper. And we were doing the basics a bit, a bit better. It fell away a little bit, but I, I still feel like I would have probably them two centre back and yeah. one of Godfrey and Holgate right back at the moment. That's how I, I agree. Would. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, I think they were the two centre backs when we had that great run at the start of the season. 
Um, but you know, Ben Godfrey hasn't really impressed me at right back. He was, he was okay at centre back, but um, I think Mason Holgate is goal at right back now. Yeah. I think he's probably the best option there. I wouldn't throw Godfrey straight in there, but I think uh, maybe in a different sort of, you know, maybe a different sort of role at right back, staying back a bit more and trying to play it out where he can. But um, it, it meant it would mean that we wouldn't have to have that. Uh, you know, I will be playing at right wing, trying to cover for Godfrey all the time, or trying to cover for Davis or whoever's there. Um, it, I think Mason Holgate at the moment is the best shout at right back. I don't really know what John Joe Kenny's doing these days, but I, I agree with Holgate going to right back. We'll probably wrap it up there. joined by Terry and Owen and today we're previewing Everton's Premier League match against Burnley at the weekend. Um, Owen, I'll come to you first because you seem to be, uh, you seem to know a bit more about Burnley than me and Terry. Um, first of all, I just want to know how do you think we can break them down because they're obviously, they're a tough side to play against at times. What do you think is going to be the key for us to get in a win? It, it, it's, it's always difficult match against Burnley that the 18th, 19th in the league, but I guarantee you when we look towards the end of the season and we see the bottom three, they will not be in the bottom three. Mm-hmm. I'm that confident that come the end of the season. But it's every year they had a bit of a tough patch towards the middle last season. They finished tenth. Season before that they had the Europa League, so it was a it was a balancing act for them then, but they still managed to finish fourteenth, fifteenth. Season before that, they finished seventh. First season, he stayed up. So that the you know what you're going to get. It's going to be four four two. They're going to get balls into our box. They're going to use set pieces. Um, and if Brownhill and Westwood fifty can move the ball quite nicely through midfield now as well, more so than when Jack Cork played there, who's more of a sort of tough tackling midfielder for them than someone like Josh Brownhill who's come in and. Is more more impressive with the ball, I would say. Um, but it's go, it's going to be a difficult game for me. This is a game that Everton win three 0 because we get the early goal and we get some momentum, and they find it difficult to come back, or they score first. And if they if they score the first goal in this game, as especially as the game goes on, we might as well just walk down the tunnel because yeah. we're not we're not going to be able to do because I don't think at the moment there's there's the character in this team. To play to come from behind on a quarter to one kick off on the first Saturday in December in the freezing cold at Turf Moor. Uh, when we judge this team, this is how we'll judge them. That these games are Turf Moor. A couple we've played at Palace, but these type of Newcastle the other week wasn't really the most ideal game for us. Didn't turn up. Okay, we didn't help ourselves to the team selection, but. It's going to be a similar thing this weekend where I think we're going to need to match them for work rate or I do worry it's going to be a game which will fall perfectly into Burnley hand, Burnley's hand because, OK, they got whacked 5-0 against Man City. They could be top of the game. and They lost two games and 14 games at the end of last season. One of them was a 5-0 loss against Man City, so you can't really read too much into that. They beat Palace one another week before. 
nil-nil against Brian, nil-nil against West Brom. So before that, they have been showing signs of getting points and clean sheets, which is no surprise when Ben Mee's back on the team because he's the one who holds holds it all together at the back. I think the um obviously the toppy blues got Joe Gredman from Turfcast in and he's basically said oh what I've been saying um about how the first goal in this game is pretty important. For us, I think if we score early on, I, I think it'll be a comfortable afternoon for us. It won't be comfortable, but I think it'll be a game we can manage. But I think if they score the first goal, it will be difficult, um, as it always is against Burnley. Yeah, you've said that a couple of times recently, Owen, about if we if Burnley get the first goal in this game, there's not much point in Everton playing on. Because I think if we're 1-0 down, we could play till Christmas and I don't think we'd score against them. I just don't think, and it's been the the typical thing with um with with Everton. It's away in these games, these tough games. If we're not, if if something if something goes against us, we just seem to sort of sort of fall apart. You know what I mean? So, but no, I think that that point about the first goal, and obviously they've got a very solid team. They'll be looking at us. It was the same when we played Newcastle the other week. As soon as they got that penalty and scored, mm-hmm. I thought we may as well walk down the tunnel because they're just going to throw a fleet of buses in front of their goal. Yeah. See how which it is. Whereas when we played Fulham, they made a one-one, didn't he? I had confidence we would still win that because they they would still push men forwards at one-one or two-one. So mm-hmm. it was a bit of a different deal playing these because these are a team that are going to look to start off from a clean sheet basis, almost play for a nil-nil. And if they find a moment, they'll find a moment. But it's got it's going to be tough, no doubt. Terry, I'll come to you asking you just what 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 how do you feel about the game? Because um, I know we felt the same about the, the Leeds game at home, which is on paper quite a different proposition to this. Um, I just sort of want you you what's your first impression of this game? How do you think we'll do? I'm worried again. Like I was worried about Leeds because of their energy and their pace, and I thought our midfielder get overrun and they couldn't live with them. And that's you know I was proved right in that regard. This game, it's not so much the midfield to worry about as our defence. Mm-hmm. We like look at the type of chances we create. You know, with like sloppy pass and giving it away. You know, and with the pressures back on us, and you know Yeri Mina with his back heels and their salad in the, um, mm-hmm. the derby. We do anything like that against Burnley, they'll be right on it and they will be throwing crosses into the box. So we need to be on our games offensively. Um, obviously, you know, goes out saying Owen's right, you know, first goal is massive. If, we, if they get a, the goal first, then we're in for a rough afternoon. If we get one, then we could, you know, could hopefully kick on from there, you know, our, our defence notwithstanding, because we'll find more space to get more goals in if they start coming out and having to score. Um this is the type of game where we might have to change up our attack and play. I mean, we might have had to anyway because we haven't got Luca Dean, but the, the, the crosses into the box for Calvert Lewin, he might struggle in this game because they will, you know, they love all that. They they will have that as food and drink all game with people just whipping in crosses from the flanks to a centre forward. And as good as Dom is in the air, Burnley centre backs and me and Tarkowski are good as well. Um, so it, it could be a game where you get the likes of you know, James Rodriguez, he's had a little bit of a dip in form and then, you know, can he do it on a, on a December afternoon? Uh, yeah. Away from yeah. <laughs> um, in, in the British conditions, but a, a creative player like that, 
might be the key to unlocking Burnley because the physical sort of you know pace and power aspect of playing is just what Burnley you know are used to and set up to deal with. Whereas what you can't always accommodate for a little bit of magic from a magic player. Mm-hmm. Um, just to touch on what Terry said there, Owen, about uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin. Do you see him getting any joy in this game? Um, again. <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm going to think think of an opponent I wouldn't like Dom to play against, it would be James Tarkovsky and Ben Mee. Because yeah. the, they're very aware defensively, so they'll know where to position themselves to win aerial dues. If we were playing the team like Fulham the other week, you just don't know what foot defending is if it's them in the face. Then it's he's all for that. I thought Leeds as well, the amount of sort of space they give up in the defensive. I thought it might have suited them. Then, turns out we just we just bottled it completely against Leeds in terms of our attack and play, and just misplaced any pass. Um, I, I think if Dom's good enough to score against Burnley, and I, I know we're talking about the strengths of Burnley, but they are a team who have struggled so far this season. They didn't spend much money in the summer, so I think it's just a testament to what they've done over a number of years. Why we're worried about this kind of fixture rather than anything they've done so far this season. But like Adab said, they have had three clean sheets in the last five games. So that would kind of point towards them becoming more difficult to break down. And I think Dom, I think he's more than good enough to, to create chances. But I think it's going to be... If Burnley give Hamas Rodriguez the kind of space to gave Riyad Mahrez last week, I mean, we could be in for some afternoon because he had the freedom of the Asiad Mahrez. But... I think Hammers is going to and Richarlison are going to have to have big games for us to because the Burnley won't be able to mark all three out the game. So they're all if they all have a great game, we should by then logic win the game as long as our defence doesn't sort of self combust. Burnley mm-hmm. haven't scored many goals this season, but they have had they have had chance to just been sloppy. I think I I am looking forward to see how our attack and play. So it develops in this game as it goes along, especially if we get an early goal, which then will should be by logic more space for the likes of Dom to work in. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it is going to fall to our major attacking players to be big characters in this game because, as you mentioned, uh, an early kickoff first first week of December, it's not something you'd really associate Everton with, you know, taken by the scruff of the neck and and uh, and you know dominating for 90 minutes I think it is going to fall to people like like Hammers and like like Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin they're going to need to have good games if they don't I think Burnley can see themselves getting something from it they'll look at our, our results against Leeds last week that piece is both your target yeah yeah I'm, I'm glad you've mentioned that Owen because um, and we're going to touch on it a bit, a bit later as well our defence as well it, it seems to be a bit it seems like they've sort of walked out with no game plan. They've just sort of winging it, like like the phrase I'd use. Whether it's Holgate or Godfrey or Mina, who's at fault, there always seems to be someone at fault in them situations, like set pieces and stuff like that. And you know, Sean Dyche isn't an idiot. He'll look at it and he'll he knows where to where to pick holes in Everton, but neither does Carlo Ancelotti. But uh, just I, I'm just interested to to touch on it as well. The wing-back situation, how do you think, and I want to ask both of you this, I want to get two opinions, 
the wing back situation, how can you see it going? Who can you see starting at left wing back and right wing back if we favour that formation again? Yeah, no way would I be playing a three at the back against Burnley. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't invite the pressure on with three centre backs for where their two strikers can pin us back. I'd go four three three again. I would probably play Holgate right back. I'd probably stick with Keenan Mina centre back. I'd play on Konku left back and I'd probably go for in the middle field Alan Decore and maybe we'll play a Wobie as a because I like I want to see him there basically. Mm-hmm. And I think it's another source of body for Burnley to worry about in the final third. And then the front three picks itself. But I wouldn't go to a three at the back in this game because I just think, I think especially if Holgate plays right back, their biggest creative output is McNeil. And he's mm-hmm. going to play on the left because he doesn't play anywhere else really. So if Holgate can be sort of that defensive prowess against McNeil, sort of, he hasn't a great season, sort of mark him out the game, that by then logic, by should pave the way for us to become more comfortable defensively. And also be able to bring the game onto them a bit more. We've got that sort of threat nullified. So mm-hmm. Holgate and Unconcu in the back four is the long-winded answer to that. Yeah. Uh, Teddy, what about you? How can you see us lining up? Uh, I hope we do exactly what I would said there. You know, that, that mm-hmm. would make no sense to me. If, you know, Devil's Advocate, if he does play the three at the back again, I could definitely see Yerimina coming in for one of the you know smaller centre-backs, be it Holgate or Godfrey, um, just because you know, not not you know, no rocket science is it? It's, it'll just be for the aerial presence that he offers, and you know, the, the fact that we're going to expect a lot of balls into the box, you know, crosses into the box from Burnley. Um, I don't think if he does play three at the back that he'll play. It will be left wing back again. Didn't work, did it? Like, you know, Wobie's, you know, had, had a good game against Fulham. If Coleman isn't fit, which we're assuming he's not. And we're playing wing backs, then I could sit, I could see it will be going back to right wing back and then Kunku maybe coming in. Or I mean, I hope not, but possibly even Delph left wing back because at least you know Delph has got no pace, but at least he is left footed, so it's more of a natural fit. But um, I know in Kunku's inexperienced, but we saw enough in the car in the I keep going to say Carlin Cup, Carabao Cup, um, to see that he has got ability on the ball and he, you know, he goes attack and threat and you know. Luca Dean's going to be out for a long time. This isn't like a get by for two games and he'll be back type thing. He's going to be out for months. So yeah. we need to settle on a on a, a system and certainly a replacement. So, you know, even if it's a flat back four and Delphi's to make sure left back, like he did for City, we need to decide what we're going to do and just stick with it because changing it is not going to, every match is not going to work for that long. Yeah. And I think you mentioned there in Kunku looks good on the ball. I think that's going to be the thing. If we can, in the opening half an hour, if we can keep hold of the ball, if we can have chances, if we can stop Burnley hitting us, you know, where, you know when we're in a bad position, if we can not give the ball away. And I, I think, oh, and that's, that's the best case scenario, what you've mentioned there with the team. Holgate at right back, I think. We need someone like him who's solid enough defensively to make sure that Dwight McNeil doesn't get any space. Um, but as he is a good player on the ball as well. We need to be good on the ball in this game, I think. If we're going to get any joy, we need to assert ourselves in the first half an hour and say, you can come at us, but you'll have to get the ball off us first. 
Yeah, and and another reason why I was playing Conku is because I think in Conku played last time against Newcastle, and I think mm-hmm. was he up against Saint Maximin. I think he was. I think he had a tough day. I think he. I think he. I'm not sure he made an appearance against Southampton either, but he's he had a tough game in the uh, yeah. uh, against Newcastle against Saint Maximin. Yeah, so it was Saint Maximin or Almer or whoever he was playing. They're going to be a lot more. They were a lot more dynamic than what is going to play off the right for Burnley because they normally play a makeshift midfield or right back, right right wing, sorry, or they play either Robbie Brady or Gummanson, depending on who's best. Because I mean, neither of them are ever fit, so it's either going to be Josh Brownhill or Gummanson, I would imagine, and neither of them are dynamic enough to sort of worry. Um, and Konku too much so I would play him and I would just play him in their half because if we pen them back they're not going to get out and he's got the pace to recover anyway so I don't see any reason why Konku wouldn't play in this one mm-hmm. Owen which which players for Burnley do you think are going to be the main threat for Everton? Um, I've, I've said McNeil if he has a good game creatively um, I think Chris Wood I think for our defensive frailty so far this season, the last thing we need is Chris Wood, who's winning out, who's going for every second ball, who's chasing lots of courses, good aerially, good finish. I think the last three seasons he's he's got fifteen Premier League goals. He he knows where the nest is. I think he's scored three times this season, which nothing much, but he's still a threat. I, I would say if they're going to score, it's going to be Chris Wood. Um, but again, I would say it's the defence, which is the biggest issue for us here, because if they if they have a resolute defensive performance, not too dissimilar to that a few years ago when they had 20% possession and beat Liverpool 2-0 with two shots, if they have something like that, then <laughs> that'll be the reason why, it's because the defence, and they quite like defending, which is the honest truth. So yeah, I would, I would say overall the defence is what's going to cause us the most issue for winning the game. But if they're going to score, I think it'll be through Chris Wood. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough game, especially given the current circumstances. Um, I don't, I'm, I agree with you, Terry. There, I'm a bit worried about it. I, I don't feel completely confident we can go there, and and I think it's going to be fifty-fifty. Really, it depends what Everton team's going to show up. Um, we'll go back to you again, Owen. You just mentioned about that Manchester City game. Do you think it'll affect Burnley mentally? No, no. <laughs> um, not at all. I think they go there every year. When they went there last year and got beat five nil, I think don't think they lost again the for the rest of the season. So it's it's that won't affect them. I think if they'd been beat five nil by, I don't know even Man United, I think it might do because it's something different. But I think they used that much for getting a pace enough City. Then I think it'll just go over one year and out the other. To be honest, I think they didn't play well. They had injuries. Nick Pope didn't play. Brownhill didn't play. Nice at all. Um, they've got they've got a few injuries in that in that sense. But I think if they come back, I, I, I think they have a one game at a time mentality, which they, they keep trying to say. But I don't think that's going to affect them too much because I think it was a game they probably gave away anyway. Focusing on this one, they're probably going to give this one their all because they probably see this as a big opportunity at home to get three points. Yeah, Teddy, do you think? Our result last week against Leeds, do you think that'll affect our players mentally? No, no more than, than the other defeats, you know, what? Yeah, I think we were um 
you know, we were in the game, as you know, despite what Jamie Carragher going to tell you, we were in the game um, against Leeds. <laughs> Obviously, we, 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 we deserved to lose. We were second best, but it wasn't this this route that, you know, Carragher was suggesting. Um, and, you know, but for a great shot, it was... Um, it would have been a clean sheet. So I'm, I'm not saying they'll come away, you know, bouncing with confidence from that, but I don't think you can walk away from that type of defeat or fine margins could have went either way. You know, you scored twice, but they were ruled out by offside. Right. Um, type of, um, type of defeat. I don't think that would, you know, should affect any team's confidence. Um, so now I think they'll, they'll hopefully be going into this game, looking to, you know, put things back right. And if they want a, a Fulham, trying to say, you know, well, we're back to winning ways now. So hopefully, you know, they'll be looking to come into this game and say, right, well, Leeds was the blip. You know, we are back to winning ways. And what better way is it, you know, be get a good result away at Burnley? Mm-hmm. And just to touch on the midfield as well, Alan, Alan was really good last week, wasn't he? He was a lot of people's man of the match. Um, Decore didn't have the greatest game, but there's been people on Twitter this week talking about uh, obviously not in this game, but but that we could use Gabamon back in there. <laughs> What'll be probably his full debut at some point. Um, but do you think, Owen? Do you think we need that? Do you think we need another good body in midfield, or do you think Alan and Decoray as the midfield two is the way to go right now? No, I, I would I would go for three more combative midfielders. Decore is no more of someone who likes to get into the other box. And I think if you have Gabamon and Allen sort of marshalling um, in front of our back form, breaking up play, and Allen obviously going a bit further up and doing so as well, and Gabamon's in, I think he'll just free up Decore to be a creative influence in the team. So I, I would go for Gabamon and Allen and sort of Decore in a bit more of a free role, not as a number 10, because he didn't play too well there under Nigel Pearson and Watford. But if he if he's to get a bit more creative freedom to go into the opposition's box a bit more, I don't see anything but positive for, for him doing that. He's good to win the ball back in the final third too as well. So get get Decore and Allen higher up the pitch and hopefully Gabamon can sort of settle into things a lot quicker than we probably expect him to, considering the fact that he hasn't played much football in England and has had a massive injury. But if he can do that, I think that's the way the team should be looking going forward. Terry, I'll ask you the same thing. Are you looking forward to seeing him or do you think Alan and Decore, that's the midfield two we need to stick with and, and create something with now? No, um, I think a midfield three with Gabamon would be ideal. If It's not mm-hmm. guaranteed, you know, because he could easily come back and, you know, you know, injuries, you know, hamper him again. Like, he's been out for so long, you can't yeah. expect him to come and act like he's never, you know, he's never been away. It's going to be a long process, and we obviously don't even know if he's any good yet. Like for this league, he looked all right in Germany, from what you know people have seen. Um, but no, I, I think that would be and it's Gabamon or or someone new in the summer, maybe or whatever. Like a midfield three that's energetic and industrious and doesn't necessarily need to be very creative. It just needs to facilitate the other, the rest of the team. If they can allow the front three to stay high up the pitch and allow the full-backs to bomb on, not bomb on knowing they've got cover, then that would be ideal. I don't think you know a 4-3-3 particularly needs a super creative number 10 type player if you've got the front three and the wing-backs to to you know create for you. you know, it's like a strange to say, but it's how Liverpool play. Um, Long-term, yeah, I think Gabamon 
would be the the ideal choice, you know, on paper. Short term, I still think it should be a three. I don't know whose turn it is to go alongside to Corey and, and Alan this week. You know, in you have. Short term for the Chelsea game, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's, it's, I'm, in, I'm in for the Chelsea game. And, um, uh, yeah, so it, it's Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson, forget it. Gomez yeah. played well about a year ago, forget it. Um, Davis is the, you know there as well. A lot of people be making Davis, arguments for Tom Davis. You know what? I like Tom Davis seeing the game out, but I don't like Tom Davis starting the game. I think he's no. someone good to break the play down. But... Yeah, yeah, I think well, he he did well a couple of weeks ago against Fulham when he come on and he and we saw the game out and he held onto the ball a bit. But starting it, he's definitely not in our best options. I don't think. Can't rely on Delphi that he gets injured. No. He's crap even when he's not injured. Um, so the only one we haven't really tried in the middle three is Iwobi. Now I've said yeah. no to the ball because I think Iwobi loses the ball quite a lot. Which is, you know, you know, if you're an attacking player, that's going to happen. But you, you know, if you're doing it in the middle three, then it's a bit more dangerous. But he, it could be worth a look because I certainly, yeah. you know, I certainly think he'd do a better job than certainly Sigurdsson or Delph. Like obviously Davies has had good games and Gomez wasn't bad at times. And I don't know. Like it's it, there's no one, there's no overwhelming candidate, is there? If we're the fact that we're banking on a player coming back from a year out to injury, thinking to solve everything, yeah. shows how. All the other options are it, we, it should be. Oh, Gabamon will have to wait ages to get in now because of the other team, but the players have locked the position down, but we can't wait for them to get back. Mm-hmm. Player we've not even do you know what the ironic thing probably is is that in and amongst this, with the way um Alan and Decore are playing at the moment, the the thing that would have probably have solved it the most is Morgan Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> and he was well, the that's one what, yeah, that's what and Gabamon is though aren't we like what a better version like a number six who sits and the other two can then get get more involved and not be shackled as much Schneidlin that can be asked. I don't know yeah. a Schneidlin that can be asked was one of our best midfielders we've had and uh, just uh, unfortunately most of the time he couldn't Um I like I, you know Terry you mentioned the Wobi there in the midfield three he plays everywhere else Um do you think maybe Owen do you think we should give him a go I feel sorry for him to be honest because I don't. I think he'll be mm-hmm. playing centre half next week. He, yeah, it's just I like, think, he, yeah. just, he, he becomes the scapegoat, but he hasn't been given the proper position in about two no. years here. Ridiculous. I would play him in the midfield and I'd keep him there because I think that's where he'll get the most joy. Yeah, sort of pulling the strings and that. But I think we'll what, what he runs on is confidence because he had it at right wing back against Fulham and he had arguably his best game for us. He, he you know, he was taking the ball, he was running past people. And I think that's what he's good at. He's he's good at running at people when when you know, I say when the crowd get behind him, there's not going to be any. But when the when you know, you know we're playing well and stuff, he he is a good option. I think. I think, and as you said, I feel sorry for him as well. He hasn't had the proper position, but he's got a good attitude. And if yeah. if we're gonna go for a midfield today, I wouldn't put it past Carlo trying him because. I don't think he's going to try him at left wing back and not try him in centre midfield. I don't think that would make much sense. Um, no. Yeah, I think it it would be a good option. Um, we're, we're banking on Alan having a good game as well, like he did last week. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. And oh, and you know a lot more about them than we do. There's a chance Nick Pope couldn't be back as well. I think he's got a head injury or something like that. I think was it I, I, 
don't, yeah, Peacock Farrell. Yeah, played. Peacock Farrell started last last week for his debut against City, and as probably one of the worst. I'll be starting again this week. Yes, I think a lot of people will do that. There will be a couple of eyes on on the uh, on the Burnley team when it comes out on Twitter. There'll be a bit of a meltdown when they see Chris Wood up front, and you know. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll leave it there. I think we've uh, we've we've spoken up about it. Hopefully, we can only hope for an Everton win. We've got to stay positive, haven't we? We've got to hope that it's similar to Fulham. The result, hopefully, the performance is a bit better than that. But yeah, that's going to be it. Right, so we bring an end to the proceedings as ever on the podcast with the Toffee Blues quiz. A slight change of pace this time, uh, as I'm going to be the quiz master rather than the quiz winner, which is what I've been a lot in recent times. So John stepped in to sort of even the odds. I've um, I've went and joined um, a quiz Super League now because I wasn't getting the uh, the money that uh, I thought I'd get. (laughs) So uh, this week's Toffee Blues quiz, if we could just have the intense quiz music, please. There it is, it's very intense. Uh, the match in question, it is once again going to be a starting 11 quiz. Uh, and the match in question, in keeping with the upcoming match of this weekend, is a match against Burnley from 2014. Burnley won Everton 3. And I'm going to flip a coin to see who will go first. So I can just find a coin. I actually don't have a coin, so what I'm going to do... What we can do, we can just ask Stephen. Do you want to go first or second, Stephen? Because you've just been on an embarrassing loss, so I think it's only fair to ask yeah. you preference for this one. Well, I actually do have a if, if you'd like to me to flip the coin, but so you, Stephen can choose. I think, I think I'd rather pick, and I'll explain why, is because I know one definite 100% player who played in the game, and I don't want to go out on the first question, so I'll go first if it's all right, Teddy. Absolutely, you fire away. So, name the 11. Have a look. 11 starters, and of course, one, two, two uh, substitutes that we used in the game. So, this is the 2014 15 game, yeah? That's easy. Yes, 2014 15, Sunday, 26th of October, 2014. Okay, I'm going to go for the first player, it's going to be Samuel Eto. Leto did in fact start the game, scored two of the three Everton goals, and was possibly his best performance in an Everton shirt this day. One of his only other pop- three to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was about to say Jason Chackle, but I realised we're not picking the Burnley team there. <laughs> <laughs> this is really funny, this, because we've just been joking off, off camera about how it would be easier for Owen if he did do the Burnley team. We could name Scotty Arfield, we could have Ashley Bounds, Michael Kiley, but no. Uh, Tom we'll Heaton. go for Rump. Tommy would have been the goalie. Um, yeah. Right back would have been Stephen Reid, maybe, for this tip here, sorry. Um, I'm <laughs> going to go I'm gonna go for Romelu Lukaku, nevertheless. Romelu Lukaku did start the game, uh, scored the other of Everton's three goals, and just for a little bit of a 
side information. Every Burnley player that you mentioned was also playing that day. So you've got all that right. <laughs> I've got my wife. I'm making a love here. Come on. <laughs> Okay, 2014, I'll go for, and I hope he was having like a spell where he was in the team and not out of it, I'll go for Tim Howard. Tim Howard did start a goal for Edmonton. I was was a bit worried that he'd been dropped for Joel, but I think that was a bit early for that that sort of spell. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did. On the bench with Joel Rebels. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my tactic. This is where I'd normally go for a fullback, but sure, my no fullback has ever been whatever I say. So I'm gonna change me me approach and hope that John Stone started or at least was involved in the game. John Stone is my final answer. John Stones did not start like oh. Didn't start. Didn't come off Ooh, the bench. Unlucky Owen. Was not on the bench. Was I it, win it. He waits for naming the Burnley team. Yeah, for naming the for naming Jason Shackle. I think he deserves something. Stephen <laughs> is uh, it. Was, was it Distan and Jaggy Elkar or did Alcaraz play? Well, we're going to carry on guessing, aren't we? To get the team right. Ross Wallace. But you are Ross Wallace. <laughs> you are in fact the winner, Stephen. So before we name your song, we'll, we'll carry on for the the rest of the yeah. team. But you've. Broke your duck now. Yeah, I'm very happy about that. To be fair, it's a really good. It's one of my more memorable Everton matches. Thankfully, I can remember where I was watching it. I remember the score. I remember quite a lot about it. Um, I remember we wore that strange white and purple kit and everything. It was makes a lovely up, yeah, it makes up for that. Um, that curveball I was through last week in the Leeds one. Okay, is it my is it my turn to name a player? Oh no, you it's uh, Owen Owen goes now. We, obviously you've won, but we're gonna oh, okay. uh, try and get the team. So we I've had been... uh, no stones. Um Sylvan so stand then she sure, surely. Also no. Really? No, he's, he's no way. No stones, no distan. Wow. Okay. Gareth yeah. Barry. Gareth Barry did play the game, did start. Okay. Well he was gonna be the other one before that. Um Marvin Sword now. <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley was on the bench but did not feature in the game. Oh, oh Marvin is properly. At this point, you actually have named more Burnley players than Everton. Directly. All right. Uh, James Ooh, McCarthy. James McCarthy did play, of course. Stephen Naismith also started. Uh, Seamus Coleman. Seamus Coleman did start. Oh, he plays this one, but anytime I name him, he's always injured. <laughs> uh, oh, I would go then. If, it, if Coleman was played, I'm Leighton Baines. Yeah, he's got it. Leighton Baines did play through the fullback. Uh, we've got three starters left and, and two bench two bench I need to apologise whoever said Barkley he did come off the bench but I'm uh, glad I made that after the game was already won Barkley did come off the bench my mistake it's been people listening to this going Barkley did play that Chris uh, Master does know the answer to his own questions I know but you <laughs> I've actually got it in front of me and still got it wrong 
<laughs> okay. Um, three left. Yes, three starters and one sub, so four. Phil Jagielka. Phil Jagielka did play at centre-back, correct. I can only say Antolin Alcaraz. Anton Alcaraz did start. He was the other centre back. I can't believe he played. Danny Ings you know was murdered us that day then. It was probably, we were in the Europa League and we probably just played on the Thursday and someone probably got an injury. Was it Ings and Vokes or Burnley, Terry? Ings and Duke Boxer used to play for us. Lukas Jukovic. That's it. I can never say his name. I mean, Ashley Barnes came on for him. Uh. Kevin Morales. Nope, no Kevin Morales. No. He wasn't even on the bench. Just one more starter. Um, so far, you've had Howard Coleman, Alcaraz, Jagielka, Baines, McCarthy, Barry, Naismith, Eto, and Lukaku started. So you've got one more. Aidan McGeady. Aidan McGeady was on the bench but did not play. So there's one more. Mm-hmm. So it, was like, it must be like a winger or something. Was it Aaron uh, Lennon? It was not yeah, Aaron Lennon. Joined. Yeah, I haven't joined at that point. Stephen Pienaar. Stephen Pienaar was the player who came off the bench. It's the other starter you haven't got, so Stephen Pienaar did come off the bench. <laughs> not even an obscure name. You'll kick yourself when you get it. So there's one wing. It, it's a, it must be a winger, because you just named the team and there's one missing. You've oh, I, I've got it. Go on. Leon Osman. Leon Osmond, correct. Ah, right, okay. The, the narrowest team in history. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the look of it, there was literally no... I mean, the full-backs in their prime were quite good for the width, I suppose, but... Um, We're lucky Eto had a good game there, because that team is abysmal. They had Lukas Jukovic up front, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. And just for, the, games. just for Owen, the Burnley team was Tom Heaton, Trippier, Duff, Shackle, Ward... Boyd, Arfield, Jones, Kitely. Jones, yeah. Uh, and Jukebox and Ings. <laughs> Jukebox. They had Barnes, Sordell and Chalibur come off the bench. Nathaniel Chalibur wouldn't have got them. No, I wouldn't have got Nathaniel, Nathaniel Chalibur. I wouldn't have got Kieran Trippier, to be fair. I always forget he played for them. Yeah, he's a he's a dice disciple of your read the athletic article. <laughs> Just like you. Yeah, me and Keith and Tricky in the same sense. Go, go to the same meetings and that. <laughs> the same after dinners. We're in the same Facebook group, mate. <laughs> right, well, that is the quiz. Um, Stephen, congratulations on your uh, on your first victory. You get to choose the song to see us out at the end of the podcast. And if you could just give us a little couple of words of explanation so we can use it as why you've picked that particular song. We just want the song, not your Spotify 2020 rap, because no one's asked. <laughs> I have had a, I've had to think about it today. I'm struggling to decide. I'm going through just my most played songs. Uh, I'm going to go for Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Oh, what a song. Yeah, I've recently just watched The Dirt, the movie on Netflix, and it's been in the ads for quite a few days now, so that's going to be my song. I can't even remember if I've picked that before. I have a spell, and I'd say, yeah, I'm used to. I'm still sort of doing it when I only picked um, like rock songs and various yeah. types of like radio rock and metal songs. Just because I used to lose quite a lot to um, to Max, 
and he's always picked like Swedish House Mafia or Oasis, so I tried to like mix it up a bit. Um, whenever I did win, um, but yeah, great choice. Big fan of that. It's almost like I won again. I'm- I must, I must, on the subject of music, I must bring up a tweet I saw before saying Sean Dyche's 2020 wrapped on Spotify's the last post. <laughs> <laughs> it's the what? The last of oh, oh, you know, the, uh, the army. Be defo, listen to the, like, the damn bus theme in the shower as well. Oh, well, it got me for a few hours. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that's the end of the um, the end of the show for this week. Thank you very much for everyone who's listened through to the end. Because if you do, you're an absolute better I'm gonna tell you. But yeah, thanks very much again, and we'll see you all next week. And thank you all for listening to the Toffee Blues.